I have been thinking a lot about these questions. If we claim not to believe in miracles, much less in resurrection, why do we keep on celebrating Passover and Easter? What is it that motivates us to get all dressed up and come to church in large numbers to celebrate this day? Regardless of our religious beliefs or lack of them, there seems to be a compelling force at this time of the year that steers awe in some of us and nostalgia in others, bringing us together in celebration. For Unitarian Universalists who identified as Jewish, the story of Passover is pivotal as it tells how the Hebrews, their ancestors, were freed from slavery and set on the journey of liberation. Passover is charged with wisdom, advising against clinging to the old ways of slavery and submission. It gives deep meaning to the word freedom, as it calls us to receive the newly changed self, even if this new emerged being ends up unrecognizable by family and friends, and even by oneself. The call to freedom and transformation continues with the story of the final days on earth of Jesus, one of the greatest Jewish prophets said to have been born to bring peace, hope, and salvation to the world. For some of us, Christian Unitarians and Christian Unitarians Universalists, and there is a large number of them, and for us ex-Catholics like me, Easter conjures childhood memories of a whole week brimming with fantastic holy events. Jesus' triumphant entrance into Jerusalem, the Passover Seder turned into the Last Supper, Jesus agonizing in the Gethsemane Garden, sweating blood and trembling with fear, abandoned by his closest friends, asking his father to take away his bitter cup as he was aware of the impending treason by one of his disciples. In that garden, Jesus was the very epitome of a human wrestling with his destiny. And how can we forget Jesus dying on the cross, displaying utmost generosity of spirit as he pleaded with his father to forgive the very agents of his suffering and death? Accompanying Jesus, Mary, his mother, John, the beloved disciple, and Mary Magdalene, the faithful friend, through the Holy Week, year after year, imprinted in our consciousness distinctive moral and spiritual lessons in courage, love, compassion, and even humility in surrendering to the ultimate call of giving our own life for the liberation of the oppressed. Now, totally independent from history and tradition, there exists a sacred world also calling us all to break free from all encasings and enslaving ways. For how is it possible to feel our senses aroused with the new vitality of spring, to have our very own insights stirred with the rush of new life sprouting all around us, 
and not to be compelled to break the old molds constricting us? How not to admire the courage of the seed letting his protecting coat crack open and start spreading its fragile tentative roots completely in the dark in search of nutrients? What displayed of determination as they push upward in search of light and warmth? And how is it possible to observe leaves and flowers sprouting through snow, through stony soil, through muddy ponds, even through cracks on the pavement, and not to feel reverence and awe at the amazing lust for renewal in our natural world? What courage and liberating instinct of both the fragile little chicks, perforating the eggshell to come out to an unknown world, fraught with danger and ruled by the survival of the fittest, and of a baby taking its first tentative step. True, nature can be vulnerable and cruel and unpredictable, and yet, Life has a rhythm that never, never fails. With the warm, the ice and snow will melt. The rivers will grow and give new life to hills and plains. The faces of the moon, the sunrise, the sunset, the seasons, the fantastic sidereal dance, all can be source of deep abiding faith that the spirit of life that all-embracing one will nurture us and care for us as we are part of the interconnected fabric of all that exists. True again, life like a pendulum moves back and forth from sadness to joy, from despair to hope, from problem to solution, from challenge to success. But today, the story of Passover calls us to a new rebirth, to new beginnings. Today, spring calls us to sprout, to grow our shoots, to bring color and joy to the world. Both call us to return from our exile, our exile spiritual plane. It does, not, it does not matter how dry and anemic our heart might feel, or how boring we had let our marriage or union become, or how difficult our relationship with our children or siblings or other relatives might be, or how distant our friends appear to us, or how long we had might been searching for love or friendship or meaningful work. While we had breath, while our hearts beat, we can begin to stir within us energy and hope. We still can begin to change and to live again. I know that when we feel trapped in the darkness of depression, feeling depleted and helpless and without an ounce of energy, words of hope, of joy and support can sound empty and distant. However, just as when we awake from a deep sleep, even from a nightmare, and we start opening our eyes little by little, trying to know where we are, so we can start opening 
our spirits and minds little by little, letting the light of joy and the energy of life penetrate one ray at a time until we feel stronger and decide to start living again. We all know how, how glorious healing can feel. We all know how refreshing change for the better can be. Let us gently let our souls awake, our dormant spirits arise from their slumber. Let the hibernation period be over. Let us have our personal Easter celebration coming back to life just as Molifumia observes. We had come back to life not only when we start to shake off a shroud of sorrow that has bound us, but when we begin to believe in all that is still endlessly possible. That belief in all that is still endlessly possible is what is called faith and trust. Faith and trust give me complete peace of mind that the life force that animates my being is not going to forsake me or abandon me, even when with my indifference and forgetfulness, I create an abyss between us. This faith and this trust are also the main features of lives worth living. Now, each, of, each one of us have our own vision of what is a life worth living. I would like to suggest that a life worth living is one of continuous awareness, where each moment is accounted for, where each experience is felt with all its intensity, because we know well that it is unique and it will pass in a flash with no possibility of retrieval except perhaps in our memory. A good time management technique that I learned and I never forget, and that facilitates awareness, is to ask throughout the day, is this the best use of my time? Is this the best use of my time at this moment? The person living with such awareness is in control, and according to our great transcendentalist, Henry David Thoreau, is creating a work of art as he affirms, the highest art in life is to affect the quality of the day. This is worth remembering. There is great power and joy in this. The highest art in life is to affect the quality of the day. A life worth living is imbued with courage. We need courage to be able to look at life in the face and say to it, here I am, ready to play my part in the grand scenario of my time and place in history. We need courage to recognize our limitations, to accept them completely as part of our lot, and to consider them not as burden or curses, but as areas of psychological and spiritual work, areas of development, of growth, and maturation as human beings. Just as children need courage to overcome their tears when a toy breaks or, worse, is lost, 
we all need courage to pick up the pieces of our shattered dreams as we feel the pain of regret and the sting of self-loathing for having played a part in their demise. Along with courage, we also need endurance, persistence, and devotion to the chosen path. This is because distractions, forgetfulness, tiredness, all conspire to make us go off on tangents, to try something different, appearing more attractive and easier to practice. For me, as I am sure for many, if not all of us here, a life worth living is also marked by gratitude. Gratitude can be the single most important bridge between numbness and despair on the one hand, and a new appreciation for life, for family and friends on the other. Let us pray with Molly Fumia. We, we, th we give thanks for all those times we have arisen from the depths or simply taking a tiny step towards something new. Gratitude, very important. I like the declaration we make every Sunday as we extinguish our chalice. Our worship has ended, our service begins. Inspiration, energy, spiritual sustenance gained during the hour of coming together in worship are meant to sustain us in our service to others. They are meant to sustain us in our quest for social and spiritual justice and in mending our hurting world. Let us accept this new spring, this nature's reawakening as an invitation to arise and with full awareness, live every moment to its fullest. May we have the faith, trust, courage, gratitude, love, and yes, the compassion needed to live precious lives worth living. Amen, Ashe, and blessed be.